The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! Man, we have the weirdest pre-show conversations. It's great. I don't know how we got on Strange Brew, but it is... It's Strange Brew. One of the all-time great... Unknown classic comedy... Well, it just... Our age knows what it is. And even, I would dare to say, 20% of the people in our age group know what Strange Brew is. Yeah, yeah. Probably. Right. So it was even obscure for our generation. It never comes up in conversation where people are like, oh, that was a great comedy. That's something that we should all watch. This was, I mean, as a child, this was like ridiculously opportunistic to get a to get a chance to watch this movie right pre vhs well pre and you can go back in time before the fucking movie we used to watch sctv sctv fucking o'reilly did the that was a sketch consistent sketch a la wayne's world Uh, be straight bite straight (laughs) yeah straight bite yeah but arguably Everybody likes to regale SNL as being like the premier sort of sketch comedy. Yeah, but I will say SCTV pound for pound year to year you had. I mean, you got people from that era still putting in good work today. Eugene Levy. Eugene Levy. Um, um Catherine What's her O'Hara. Name? Catherine O'Hara. Like, you still have people doing good I mean, work I know from that time. Andrea Kramer is not like a big fucking no, on the scene. But still doing work. Uh, Joe Flaherty. Joe Flaherty. You John had, Candy. You had, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Um, Martin Short is still a fucking Yes, he's still icon. a guy. He's still a guy, and he's in the buildings movie, the apartments. That murders and only murders in the buildings. Yeah. Still. Still relevant. Killing it. Still relevant. Still relevant. Yeah. Well, Canadian comedy notwithstanding. We have our own comedy. I, do we? The U.S. has a lot of comedy. I hope people find us funny at times. Well, mm-hmm. but, fair yeah. to middling. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're passable entertainment. P- passable. <laughs> yeah. You were we, you were talking about our president. I was talking about how. Oh wait, I'm sorry. Our former president. Former. Well, which is weird because they still get Secret Service and they still are called president. Yeah. You know, it's like being a doctor. Our like, I'm president's kind of funny. <sighs> what our current? Yeah. Yeah, he's fucking. He's he has moments dude. of he's, he's, hilarity where I'm he, like, oh, oh, Joe. He 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 wakes up lucid. Sometimes in the middle of a speech. Do you ever have moments when you're like, I wish you were Jason Sudeikis playing Joe Biden? At the very least, Jim Carrey. Because that'd be good. Because Sudeikis was great. Sudeikis was 
great. So much more lucid. <laughs> um, so much less sniffy. Yeah. Is sniffy a verb? Yeah, I think it's it is. Sniffy. It's an adverb. It's an okay. It's oh an no, adverb. it's an adjective. It is. Sniffy's an adjective. Because like Bobby's a very sniffy guy. <laughs> For different reasons. I used to be uh, a lot sniffier. <laughs> yeah, you did, my dude. Uh, you shared with me a video today. Well, you shared it with me and the other guy. We yeah, don't like, so we don't like I, to talk about it. And before, you guys have already heard the audio clip at this point, as long as SoundCloud allows me to upload that portion. <laughs> uh, I know I had a... I came across this on my Twitter feed, and it's it's a little silly, and I know this is something that people do, but to hear the juxtaposition between right current politicians and... From the right. Let's, the right. And not just politicians, but punditry. Punditry, even yeah. more so. Absolutely. And to hear them juxtaposed with former and current KKK leaders. Like straight up clan. Clan people. Same talking points. Yeah. Well, I mean all those camp motherfuckers that Yo. Yeah. That's but that's the GMP's thing. And not just to exude the same energy, but to use the exact same, same verbiage. Like verbatim. Like it's not a nuanced version of an old thing. They literally are saying the same things. And this goes back to an overarching theme that seems to happen with the Republican Party, which is now that like monkeypox is a thing, it's the new AIDS. It's the new thing to say it's a gay disease. Like they're they just bide their time yeah. and wait for the next opportunity to rehash an idea that they had 30, 40, 50 years ago. Yeah. This is their fucking MO. There's no new ideas. There's no new legislation. Nobody's helping anybody do anything. I, don't, I can't remember the last time the GOP passed a single piece of legislation that helped anybody but the top 1%. I, I Give me one. What is one thing they've done to help their uh, working man constituents that they, they so desperately like to plead to? Nine seven zero four two six five three four four. If you have any ideas, one idea, <laughs> one idea, Literally. one piece of legislation. Think about it. I'm I mean, with you. I, I it's, can't it's, remember a thing. They're they're too busy being worried about trans bathroom rights and fucking uh, every gay person's a pedophile, and they're so wrapped up in culture war stuff. They've literally not done anything but block bills and block legislation. And here we are. Uh, we move on. And now that Inflation Act has been signed into law, which is going to help a lot of people. Um, it's a beginning. I know it's not perfect. I know although it's an environmental piece of that bill, we're still giving billions of dollars to oil companies. Don't get it twisted. Yeah. It's give a little, get a little that's politics. Unfortunately, they couldn't have rammed something down their throats. Sure, but here we are. Because Cinema and Mansion would have voted against it. Because they're just garbage people. Eighty-seven thousand new armed IRS agents well, on the street. So, by the way, they're just going to roam the streets <laughs> like sheriffs <laughs> and just ask for your papers. Do you Such got a, a long way to go. Do you got a? Do you got a ten ninety nine? 
You got a 1099? Yeah. Yeah. Break oh, it I out. thought you meant if I have to pee. Break it out. Oh, no. <laughs> and then if you don't, they're just going to shoot you in the forehead. Yeah. Because that's what IRS agents do. That's obviously what they do. So you're going to have to have your tax return laminated, and you got to hold it with you at all times. <laughs> just to prove. Um, so, Bobby, you you and me talked about this a little earlier. Would you care to explain to the people listening this fictitious number, where they got it from, and why it is so unbelievably disingenuous. Oh, the 87,000 yeah, thing? please talk about that. Well, from what I understand, and this is from what I've read on out on the webs, that there was, I think around three years ago, they did sort of a, not a profit loss or that kind of, but they did an analysis. It was like a cost-benefit analysis. Cost-benefit analysis, right. essentially, that if we had this much funding over, I think, 12 years? It was over a decade. Something like yeah. that. That if we budgeted this amount of money, this would cover retirements, people quitting. Firings. Getting fired. Dying. And just natural causes of right. having to replace IRS agents. Right. Now, there's a deeper conversation one could have about whether we need the IRS whatsoever. I understand that. Mm. I don't agree, but it's a conversation <laughs> it's, that we could listen, have. Nobody likes taxes, but you also of like stoplights and police of course and you fire do. departments. Yeah. Like it's obviously you're you're a naive silly person when you say things like defund whole organizations outright you're you're a silly naive person silly really it, silly. it's ridiculous but that's a, essentially what this bill does is allocate funds over the next decade plus to make sure that we have the funding available to us to replace things that happen by attrition absolutely that's what we're talking about Every fucking Republican asshole that tells you that there's going to be 87,000 armed IRS Come agents into your on house. the street, they are lying. They're lying. This is a lie. It's a lie. And we talked about it. I wish, and, and don't get me wrong, we, we, we famously called Democrats pussies. Now, last week we talked about Beto boning up, getting a little bit of man juice going through his veins, which we'd love to see. Just saying. Okay. Um, but man it, juice is provocative. Man juice. That's it's a provocative so provocative. Statement. Ooh, spicy. Um, <laughs> but but what we're talking about here is complete fabrication based on facts. The reason why none of these people want to have one-on-one conversations is because when you put them in a corner, like MTG during her f- hearing, when you ask them direct finite yes or no questions they can't respond um it it, it becomes obvious when you see them squirming um not unlike i hope giuliani as we record now yesterday was in front of a grand jury in georgia asking about election fraud fucking bullshit and he knows as a well he's technically an attorney but he can't practice in new york anymore but as as an attorney, he understands the weight and the gravitas. So wait, does that mean you're a lawyer or an attorney? Because there's a distinction. Like you, you're an attorney, I think, and I could be 100 percent wrong on this. 
970-426-5344. If you know the answer to this question, please. Just Google it, you dickhead. No, I'm just saying. Uh, I think there's a distinction between being a lawyer and being an attorney, but a, an attorney is legal underneath the Bar Association code has being able to practice law. Okay. Now, you can be a lawyer. Like, you can pass law school. But not practice. And I'm a fucking lawyer. But you can't be like Bobby Noyes, Esquire. No, I get it. You have to be. You're still going to call yourself that, regardless. Uh, only in bars. Obviously. <laughs> On a Saturday. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm working my way through medical school. Just put the dollar in my thong. That's basically the conversation. Yeah. But no, he, as a lawyer, old Rudy Jew, he fucking knows if he gets in front of a fucking, he's not Jewish. He's Italian. No, I know. He's a Catholic. Um, but it sounds good. It rolls off the tim. We we used to call him Ruju. That was so um, troubling. Yeah, dude. Uh, but he knows. Do not go in front of a grand jury and lie. He knows the ramifications of of yes. perjury when it comes to a grand jury. Right. Perjury otherwise is not a good thing. When you go in front of a grand jury, that can pin your ass against a wall. So he went in there. How long? Do you know how long he was in there? No, because three I to four hours. Seven hours. Wow. That's a long time. Seven. That motherfucker spilled all the beans, my dude. Um, and I can't wait because, the you know, the, the chickens are coming home to roost, obviously. People are getting put in jail for the insurrection. People are getting fucking um, uh, subpoenaed to appear left and right. It feels like the House of Cards is coming down a little bit. Yeah. I Obviously, I don't think we're going to see Donald Trump take a fucking perp walk in handcuffs. I don't think, I mean, you got to be naive to think that per se, even though who knows. Um, but it feels like day to day to day to day, things are just getting worse and worse for that side. Yes. Um, and I'm not talking about the GOP en masse. No, because no. Because they're... Still, believe it or not, I know despite what we talk about every week, rational people in the GOP, even though I think Liz Cheney is deplorable for her policy decisions and how she votes, she voted 90% with everything Donald Trump did. Yeah. When it comes to matters of basic morality and law, like this is bad, let's let's agree this is bad. At least she's willing to sacrifice her career. She just got primaried. She got fucking kicked out of the club because she chose to oppose the the Lord Jesus. No, yeah. you know um, that's scary. He still has control over the fucking over the party. McConnell knows it. McCarthy knows it. All these guys know that this guy, unless God does, you want to know? I'll be. I'm going to say this on air. I will become. A fucking denomination of the voter's choice. What's the phone number? 970-426-5344. You call in. And if we can make our former president pass away gracefully <laughs> before 2024, I will affiliate myself with whatever the voters say sure. the religion should be. No. I'll go Catholic. I'll, I'll go, go Christian. Seventh Day Adventist. Ooh, gnarly. You know what I mean? I'd go Baha'i. 
really cool religion. Would you be a Jehovah's Witness? Because I love, I love Halloween and I, my birthday. I, I know. Um, I Those know are the how, only two holidays. I, I know how evil our listeners are, so it's probably going to travel into Mormon or Hasidic Jew. Sure. This probably, is, but I will. I will dedicate my life to that religion if whatever god of your choice Make chooses it happen. to take our former president and hold them close to their bosom. Strike him down. <laughs> Are you just yelling at clouds? <laughs> yeah. Strike That's, him down. Take him. Too bad Too bad. somebody already used old men screaming at clouds for a name of a podcast. Oh, I know. Be, That's but, us. But you, you sent that video out, and my response, I didn't respond because a lot of shit going on this week. But just so we're not being fucking shills and and complete fucking lefty, blind lefties. Hi, Mom. Just because we're not completely out of our minds, know, too, that you can go on YouTube and find the the Democratic Party aligns with the KKK, and here are some examples. And they do the same juxtaposition. I'm just saying that the people that are saying this is current and consistent. Tucker Carlson being number one for just ripping off and buying into great replacement and buying into all this bullshit. Um, so it's an, it's it's more enlightening than it is like factual or something to like get behind. It's just it's interesting to see the yes. verbiage. It's an it really exercise. Is. It's basically. an exercise. It's an yes, exercise. Well said. It's a mental exercise to hear those words and. See where that takes you. What like what mental path does that open way for, open the way for you to travel down? You know, it, 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 it makes me when I see stuff like that. I already know this, but it concretes it in my psyche. The fact that these people have no new material. That's why Republicans make bad comedians. They can't write new material. They don't know yeah. how to fucking get clever. Are they aggressive and verbose and consistent and dominating and bulldozing? Yeah, they are. Yeah. The Dems fold under the weight of what that is. Right. But they don't have any new material, my dude. Like, No, I've been listening to this for my entire life. And I love my family and I love the people that... I don't know. I guess love my family. Strike them down. And strike them down. <laughs> but like, I'll, I'll say this before we get into what we actually do is talking about whiskey. Uh, the jarring thing about that video and the jarring thing about those insights, if you want to call them that, is this concept that fucking white men are somehow being beset upon. And persecuted. Who own... Everything. Everything. They own everything. But this is how they like continue. in the broad scope. One hundred percent. Everything. Yeah. But that's why I'm saying this is how. Like, what are what? What are you scared of? What's the old adage? How do rich people stay rich? They don't spend money. Yeah. Right. This isn't hard to figure out. How do these people? The the privileged, affluent. I don't mean privileged. Don't get fucking triggered. You know what I mean. Tucker Carlson never worked a day in his life, inherited millions of dollars. We're not talking about guys like you and me that wake up every day and go to work, uh, right? So these people are put upon pedestals and looked at 
as these working class heroes, the same way Donald Trump was. He inherited a bunch of money to start several bankruptcies. That's his. That's his legacy. That's his legacy. It's not his president. It's just a failed businessman, which he has always been. Nothing that dude has touched has turned to gold. The he's, shittiest he's real the estate mogul in Midas. <laughs> he's the yes. anti-Midas. Everything he touched turns to shit. Poop. Including his poop. I prefer poop. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah, it's poop. Um, poop fecals. Poop. Fecals. Um, <laughs> it's doo-doo. Said doo-doo. 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 Yeah. How about... My favorite, Dookie. 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 Donald Dookie Trump. Dookie J. Trump. <laughs> um, by the way, as far as, um, you know, slang for poop, Dookie, strong. Solid. Let's just go top three. Pretty solid. Dookie's top three. Thank you, Green Day. Thank you so much. Now, welcome back oh. to the Whiskey Real. This is the realiest of whiskeys and the wheeliest of riskies. That's what we do. We're the Whiskey Real. And we are floating high. I know. Sorry. We are floating high above the Earth's crusts. And uh, we're feeling pretty damn good. It's nice and mellow and cool outside. It's not hot as balls or cold as dick, as they like to say in the Adirondacks. We are in lovely Durango, Colorado. We live in a bubble. We live in a microcosm. We live in an iron lung of a town. And we enjoy it quite a bit. So thank you very much for asking. Uh, Sitting across from me is one of my favorite people on the planet. Now, legally able to drive the streets of Durango to rip ass up and down Main Avenue. This is one Mr. Bobbeth. I can drive, bitch. Van Noyes. Oh, oh, oh. I have a hard time following that because I'm so excited to go. <laughs> you said like you went full emotional. No, man. I'm going to cruise the Sonic <laughs> later, like when we're done with this. Uh, <laughs> just, just, <laughs> just drive up and down Maine, playing some Run the Jewels at a Hell level that yeah, no one brother. really knows what it is. Nobody, like, what what is he listening to? Is that because my stereo's not that? Good. All it sounds like it's is not that good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I'm just walking by, throwing deuces. Yeah, brother. Yeah, come on, I love y'all. Get it, girl. I'm back, bitches. Across from me, my favorite Tony Montanus. He is. I don't know. Are we best friends? We're know. besties. Are we besties? We're besties. Oh, I like that. We're more than umfies. <laughs> We're besties. I never looked that up, yeah, by I the know. way. Thanks. No, you guys know him. You love him. He is Antonio. I'm sorry, sir. Thank you. Antonio Branderas of the Rhone Valley Branderas. Branderas I. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he knows his wine and he knows valleys. I know valleys <laughs> and occasionally peaks. Welcome to the podcast, Wolfgang Fuck. Yeah, brother. Um, we're feeling pretty good today. You're feeling good. God, I can I'm tell. The so energy, good, yeah, my energy in this room, like a little. I'm feeling a little busted. Like I need to take like a 19 hour nap, but at the same time, encouraged. Yes. Re-energized. Yes. You feel like you're goddamn human again. Yeah. Um, after the trials and tribulations that many of us in Durango go through. Bobby Morso, 
dare I say, than others. Uh, there were, Somewhat self There's like what we're called. We like to call them complications yeah. in the case. Yes. Um, that being said, he's back in action. Um, and it's great to have him. He's he's bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Lock know. up your stepmoms. Yeah! Bob Lo- is back. Lock up your tias and abuelitas. <laughs> he is in, dude. Uh, I have something super special that I'm premiering mm. on The Real. Mm. Um, I am going to tell you about the... Uh, you know what? Fuck it. Now that Bobby tasted it already, I'm going to tell you why I brought this. Okay. So, um, there's a, a lovely company that I will not mention, and only because it doesn't really matter. But they put out a product that's local. You guys know as well as I do, if it's from this state, it's local. It's not Colorado's unlike other states, where no matter where in the state, something happens it's happened locally that's how we roll that's why we're communal here um this is a wonderful bourbon whiskey finished in malt whiskey barrels and that's important uh because you really can pick up on that on the end this is called silo and still like a grain silo in a still you make booze out of okay this is infinity barreled it has zero chill. It is non-chill filtered. Um, infinity barreling, by the way, is what, what were you we talking about? It's like white trash Solera. White trash Solera. Trailer park Solera. And this is where they, they empty out the barrel except for a little bit and pour on top of it. The idea being that that mellows out the new uh, whiskey. Because you're always going to have old whiskey in that barrel. And it really helps take off the edge, in my opinion. This is 92 proof. And I can't tell you the price of this. And there's a reason why. Before we talk about how it tastes. This is Home Slice Pizza's New Well Bourbon. Um, Exactly. That's why I wanted to blind you on this. Um, I'm not going to tell you what I pay for it. Because it doesn't matter. I got the exclusive deal to put this in three restaurants in this town. Um, next time you go to a home slice, well, in the near future, um, you need to ask for a well bourbon neat, maybe a rock. If you want to go whiskey gingy, have fun. It's 92 proof. This can cut through all your bullshit. And it's one of the cleanest bourbons i've i've tasted from the state in a long time and the fact that i got it at the price i got i'm able to give it to you guys at fucking seven bucks a pour which you're welcome uh come to a home slice near you if you're ever in town for you out of staters if you're in come by taste this whiskey bobby what did you think of it well By the way, did not tell Bobby any of this before the podcast. Yeah, first of all, I had no idea that that was the situation. Yeah, I, I blinded this, as you say, and tasted it neat to be. Well, we haven't, we don't have any rocks, so I tasted it neat. Don't need it. Um, this is a fucking crispy apple in your fucking fi- like. This is a um, honey crisp apple. Yeah. On a fucking Sunday afternoon, yeah, bro. kind of whiskey. Woo. Like it is 
so good. It's bright. It's super bright. It's, you you implied the fruit forwardness of Very it. Very fruit forward. Yeah. Yeah. Which, again, me, us, yeah, being bar people, I'm thinking. I can sip this and I can mix the shit out of this. 100%. That was my thought going in. And currently I carry Old Forester, 86 proof. Everybody knows Ofo. Nice nice product. It's a great product. What I did with a lot of my guests and a lot of my bartenders went side by side with this. And what I never realized with Old Forester, and I'm not disparaging the product, this literally, Ofo's been my well bourbon for 10 years. Yeah. There's a reason for it. Um, there's a glycerin, thicky, uh-huh. synthetic that I've never noticed until I put it up against Silo and Still. Yes. And this is, I keep bringing up clean. It's clean bourbon, man. It is yeah. stripped down, there's no bullshit. It's small batch. I'm going to be able to fucking buy six, seven hundred bottles of this a year. Yeah. And um, I could not be happier with yeah, what's there's, happening. There's They're brand no, new. There's no fat on this at all. No fat, dog. No, this is. Yeah. No, I'm I'm super happy for you. I'm thrilled because I don't ever go to your restaurant. And now. Why would you? I mean, well, I don't know. Well, you, you have, can you drive have, now. You guys have good food. and We do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's a quality product. You gotta you gotta put up with certain bartenders. <laughs> last time I checked, <laughs> last time I checked, uh, Home Slice does okay. We do fine. Yeah, you we guys have fine. a little bit of a following. A little bit. 20, Twenty years later. Yeah. Which, by the way, September first is the twentieth anniversary. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, um, I'm betting. I don't know this for a fact. Yeah. This would just be a blind guess <laughs> that you guys probably outsell Domino's. Um. Or well, we close have to. we have one Domino's. Yes. So I've got three restaurants. But you understand my point. I, I do. I do. But listen, hey, I'll, I'll say it on air. You and I, during a UFC fight, have torched Domino's. Yes. Like we eat, we've eaten that shit. Oh yeah. And we're not happy about it. No. But we just get some hot fucking zah in our mouth and we're fucking fine because <laughs> somebody's fine. somebody's punching somebody in the face so we're not we don't really care what we're doing at that point i understand um but i was so happy to find this product yeah i'm so happy to carry it please give it a chance you guys out there it is fucking solid i know nobody knows what this is but trust your uncle aaron yeah this is fire and the fact that i can have this in my well we partnered up with these guys. They're going to do a Zoom call with me and all my bartenders to really get into the nitty-gritty of who they are. But the fact that it's all natural, all local, 92 proof, inexpensive, fire, dude. Um, this is I'm, a this is a win. Super win. I yeah. you will see this when it lands and hits stores near you off premise. You will see this probably going between, I would guess, twenty-one to twenty-three dollars a bottle. Yeah, which is still a great price retail. Are you shitting me, dude? This shit drinks clean as balls. This is killer. It's amazing. You can shoot this. You you can can sip it. Mix it. You can sip it. Put a rock. No, this is 
I'm impressed. It's man. a bad boy, right? Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad because I, I don't get me wrong. You totally backdoored me on this, but like, dude, no, this is a super fucking good product. This is a really fantastic fucking I bourbon. Put my pinky in your butt. Yeah, yeah. You just the, just fish little, hooked me. Little camarones. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just shrimped you, dude. Wow. <laughs> Something like that. I'm glad everybody. If you see this. On your shelf, buy it. It's fucking hot shit, especially at the price, my dudes. Um, so while you're drinking that, yes, as it turns out, we live in a new era of media. Do, 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 do. There are so many fucking things. It's so content is popping, phenomenal Dude, right now. It's like preposterous. If, if you're a fan of TV, film, music, whatever, and you know you can argue all those things. We've got, dude, nothing but fireballs, brother. It's incredible. Yeah, man, it's crazy, dude. What is what first and foremost is on your mind as oh, well, far as I like mean, new media is concerned? The first thing on my mind, very apropos to this podcast, I watched yesterday evening the first episode of She Hulk, Attorney at Law. Shulk. It's She Hulk. You shut oh, up. Sorry, sorry. You shut up. I, I read uh, it wrong. I know. I don't want to. I want to hear your <laughs> nonsense. Uh, I got to start with one thing. First of all, it stars this girl that I have been louding on this podcast for years. Yes. Um, she is on my get out of jail free card list. Top tenner. Top pass. Top fiver, buddy. Oh, hey. Tatiana Maslany. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. I don't care. I just, I just want to kiss her on the cheek. I <laughs> know you don't. I, you guys might recognize her from a show that came out of Canada that used to broadcast on BBC One. Black called Orphan Black. Yeah, Black or Orphan Black. I was <laughs> but, thinking about Black Orphan. No, that's funny because my uh, my ex girlfriend actually used to call it Black Orphan, and I was like, you realize that's fucked up and it changes the trajectory of the show yeah we're not making that show no okay can i ask you a question about that orphan black was she the lead she was the lead in about 15 different roles right okay i gotta i'm gonna go off air with a story okay about this that's fine i'm i don't yes she played she i think the show went five seasons they finally in season five she got her emmy nod got to yeah, because it was a, it was a. She got her statue. What was the Tony Collette show where she paid? United States of Terror. That's it. Uh, yeah, sort of. I mean, not the same show by any stretch. No, but no. still very like it was an acting tour de force. You get to play a hundred characters. And yes. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And the cool thing about and and Tony Collette, who is goddamn fabulous. We love, How about we love her? Perfect. Yeah, she's an amazing perfect. actress. She's Tatiana perfect had the same opportunity to play multiple roles, multiple accents. Right. They're all from a different yeah. country. They all have different right. personalities. Yeah, and she did get her Emmy at the end of the day. Great. And that's the reason she got this this show, this yeah, role. Yeah, because this is a, uh, a career-altering thing when you get something like she's this. She's never going to be anything else, <laughs> you know. Which, which is fine. Is I, it is what it let's, is. I let's mean, get, get to it. the meat and potatoes. What did you think about the show? Because I know you also have thoughts about the atmosphere surrounding the show by virtue of social media. What did you actually 
think about the show itself, just you and the screen. I think for, I think we have had two incredible Marvel properties on Disney Plus in a row. We've talked about Miss Marvel and how much we fucking love that show. Love it. And love the performances. The just empowering nature of that show. Fuck yeah. It just seemed fucking fun. Culturally it was just empowering. Like culturally it was empowering. Fucking amazing. Genre empowering. Fucking yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Um, first of all, we get to have an old character back. We get Smart Hulk back into the fold. Who doesn't like Smart Hulk? Who doesn't like Mark Ruffalo, first of all? Yeah. He's fucking great. I probably, love Mark Probably Ruffalo. his wife. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> No, it's a really, really fun, effective show. It and, and fun is the word that I'm gonna keep coming back to because she is her character breaks the fourth wall, which by the way, in the comics she was doing before Deadpool. Right. Like that Right. I, That's that a thing this character li- had done prior. It, No, right. this character was always like, What if a girl became a Hulk and still wanted to be a lawyer. Like that's the concept. It was always a cute, funny, romantic. It was never supposed to be serious comic bookery until it was, you know, yeah, but you know what I'm saying? It wasn't like, we're going to get the bad guys. It didn't give in time. Like she'll bust your ass. Apparently. Cause she's a fucking Hulk. Apparently. I think the show's really well written. It was really funny. It has a couple of clunker moments in it. It has one of the greatest stingers, like that you're ever gonna see in Marvel history. Right. Like I laughed so hard, I had to pause it and fucking go back and go like, back and watch just it, just so I could start laughing again because it was fucking funny. Right. And she's amazing in the role. Ruffalo's great in the role. There's not a lot to speak of from the rest of the cast, honestly, because it's mostly those. two. Was there an part another part of the cast? Yes. Oh, okay. But Sorry. They show up. Sorry. <laughs> too abruptly, they're too small a part of the story. Right, but you know they got what seven more episodes. Yeah, or this is something that the they'll first, figure it out. The first episode was like every first episode; it's laying the groundwork for the rest of the thing. I after the <clears throat> real like God, it seemed like going into watching this, it was going to be dog shit. It was going to be fucking garbage. I rem- I remember when Rex and I started this, and we we watched it. Through, we lo- we didn't watch the stinger of the last like eight minutes, um, but we watched it up until that point. And I remember watching it, and I'm like, "Why does everybody fucking hate this so much?" And granted, I understand nobody likes you know uh, the. I don't even want to talk about the woke and the fucking feminist shit. I know you're going to talk about it, so I well, don't want to talk about it. We can touch on it. I don't well, give a shit. Yeah, I mean, but there's such a fucking fervor and storm surrounding this. I it it would be really cool if people actually read the comics and knew the fucking lore before they opened their mouth. Because this isn't something that Marvel right now is deciding on. This is something that was inherent in the character prior to production. And they're just literally putting what was in the comic on screen. That's all they're doing. Where was all of your fucking objectiveness 25, 30 years ago when the fucking comic well, was made. Objectivism. 
objective moralism. Sure. And, and sure. I'm not correcting you. I'm just like, that's exactly what this is. That's this what is, I'm saying. This is this bullshit white culture nonsense of white men being fucking freaked out because, oh, we're doing a show about something that's not me. Like, it's so fucking stupid that we have to deal with this level of incompetence. These are incompetent human beings. They're but not good at living. Do you They're think, bad at it. I agree. They just happen to have most of the money. I mean, let's think about the Marvel history. I mean, you can go back to the X-Men that started in the late 60s and realize, oh, that's about LGBT culture 50 fucking years yeah, ago. Yeah, man. You know what I mean? Absolutely. They, they were, were the outcasts. They were the yes. fucking looked down upon. The mutants were... Yeah. They were the marginalized. They were gay kids. Yeah. That's they were the marginalized. They were. Yeah. And these people fucking like can't understand that Captain America is about Jangoism and about fucking nationalism. Yes. And 100%. Like choosing service over over morality that. or yeah. Over, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, like the, you could I could I could go to 20 different Marvel properties. Right. And tell you how far ahead of the curve they were. Right. And But now all that it it's is, on screen though. Now everybody's in a fucking yeah. it's just a bunch of fucking turd heads that are fucking freaked out and scared. Dookie. Like dude, they're a bunch of dookie heads. <laughs> they watch Miss Marvel, which was fabulous, but they're like, what "Oh, why are we doing this show about a little fucking brown girl?" Because that's a goddamn thing. Cuz that's a thing that exists. That's what I'm saying. Why is it <clears throat> This goes back to something we talked about, I don't know, a hundred years ago. Why is everybody so upset about stuff that is enjoyable? Like, this is not, we're not curing cancer. We're not fucking, this isn't serious, uh, serious detective work. We're literally making things that when you're done with work and you're with your kids, you can sit down and you can watch and it's enjoyable. That's it. That's literally it. It's not trying to change the course of history. It's not trying to give you answers to the questions in your political life that you've always sought to have answers for. This is literally an entertainment property. Why is it treated like something more than it is? I know. I have one more point. Yeah. And then we're going to take a break and we're going to come back and talk about media that won't make us all furious. Oh. Because you have a list of shit that you've been watching and I want to talk and about. And so it. do you. You have one big one you need I to do. talk about. I do. Uh, one other one that we haven't touched on, and this is right in line with what we're talking about. Because I've been watching the reaction to Neil Gaiman's Sandman online. And it is so. Why? Ugly. Just because it's. So let's it's be clear gay about people one thing. and lesbians and of course. non-binary and why is why is Lucifer a girl? And well, I can only imagine what people don't realize is that this series came out when I was a fucking freshman <laughs> in high school. I'm fifty. Yeah, you dude. fucking idiots. Where were you then? I've Where been reading then? this comic book since I was 16 fucking years old. Bobby, where were and they then? it was full of gay characters. And it was... This is not woke. But this is I, not woke I, I, cultures, this is what I'm you saying. dumb shit. Where were they then? Where was your uproar? 
They Where were, was it 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago? They yet? were listening to Winger or some shit. I don't know what the fuck they were doing. They were listening to Winger <laughs> sing about fucking 17-year-old girls. I'm going to say Warrant. Which, by the way, pretty on brand. Pretty on brand. Warrant? Yeah. Big Dude. band. Big band. Striper? Striper. Christian? Pretty Christian-y. Christian? But you see what I'm saying? It, yeah, it's I just, come on, man. We're adapting works that have been around fucking forever. Yeah, man. And that's all. They were ahead of you. They knew this was coming. And Neil that's Gaiman okay. and Stanley and Chris Claremont and they, Neil Simonson, Walter Simonson, sorry. All these people knew. You and Neil Simon hybrid. Yeah, I, I did. Yeah. But Walt Simonson. They yeah. knew these concepts were coming mm-hmm. to our zeitgeist and they were smarter than you are. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm as smart as I am is I fucking paid attention. Yeah. I read their work and I was like, oh, okay. The problem you guys are having, and I don't say you guys listening because you're all brilliant. Oh, no. Because you listen to the whiskey reel. No, it's our people. Um, We're talking to the choir, buddy. The the queen's you, when I say you, (laughs) like the royal we, this is the royal you. Um, The reason you're mad is because you're just catching up. Yeah. This shit got figured out a minute ago. And we all knew it. You guys are late to the game, my dudes. You're putting on a jersey, and there's two minutes left in the fourth quarter, and you're wondering how to play. That's not our fault. That was your fault for not paying attention. You were too worried about fucking ripping off immigrants and creating corn instead of natural sugar, and you, you, you had your eyes on different prizes. And now the chickens are coming home to roost. And you don't know what to do except to point and go, ah, scary, bad. That's it. That's your whole rap, dude. 100%. You're garbage. You're garbage people. Go be garbage people on your. This is why I said, let's just. Everybody says the United States is 50 50. It isn't. My dudes and my dudettes listening to this, we are in the majority, y'all. We constitute the vast majority of people in this fucking country. We do. It's not 50-50. It's probably 60-40 on a good day for them. Let's act like it. Absolutely. Let's act like it. Let's start swinging dick and swinging puss. I don't want to leave out my 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 people that have puss. Absolutely. Maybe you have both. Maybe you have none. I don't care. Swing it. Let these motherfuckers know we've been ahead of the game for a minute. It's, you catch up with me. Let's be honest. It's not our fucking fault that you spent the 90s listening to Sublime. In the lexicon of world literature, there have been few truly life-changing works. The Bible, Dianetics, The Art of the Deal, and now... The greatest single-term American president is clapping back. We were at a fundraiser in Mobile, Alabama, and the crowd was all worked up as they always are because I'm always on. And then I heard a really smart guy, a good guy, he was wearing very well-pressed khaki, and you know I love that. He screamed, mind cough, and I was like, mind cough, mind cough, makes total sense. That sounds so familiar. This hoax we're all dealing with, it's, it's, it's in the mind, right? And it makes you cough. It sells itself. New York Times best-selling author Blake Crouch calls it a book. Secretary of Education Betsy DeVos said, 
This is one book I wouldn't burn. You're not going to find a more well-written piece of genius anywhere else in the world. So buy my new book, Minecraft. 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 God, I love saying it so much. It talks a lot about problems created by the radical left. And there's also some great solutions. With this Minecraft we're dealing with, we need solutions. Perhaps a final solution. I don't know. Some really big people I recently spoke with said we need a final solution. So get all your final solutions from Minecraft. Minecraft from Alt-Right Publishing, available for pre-order exclusively on Nook. A lot of people out there may not know this, but I love the Nook. I was an early adopter of the Nook, along with many of my big friends who run billion-dollar companies. We called ourselves Nookers. We'd see each other on the golf course and say, hey there, Nooker, or Nooker, please. It was great. We're great. Can a nooker get a Diet Coke? This Adderall is making my mouth dry. <laughs> well, we are back. Yeah, we are. We're going to do a quick call, quick to, arms. call to arms. Yeah. And then we will get back into media because we have so much to talk about, dude. So much. So much. Hey, Whiskey Reelers, we want you to reach out to us, 970-426-5344. Tugboat, bitches. I... <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Nothing is sacrosanct. I <laughs> know. You guys should realize the conversations yeah. that go on behind the yeah. scenes. God you have damn. no idea. God damn. And maybe you shouldn't. <clears throat> Nine seven zero four two six five three four four is the number. You can reach out to us via text message. It's kind of my favorite because I don't have to interact with you, but it's actually not true. <laughs> what I really love is fucking voicemails. Yeah, I love when people guys. leave us voicemails. Tell us a joke. Tell us about your shitty day at work. Tell us about somebody you don't like at work without using names, and we will relate the story. On the podcast. And I will tell you, I told you that bitch crazy. Yes. You know what I mean? Because that's usually the response. That's usually the response. We all saw it. I told you that we bitch We all crazy. knew Brenda was going to break. <laughs> <laughs> that's usually the 48 hours interview. Like when they do the killings, yeah. you're like, I, I knew she was crazy. Well, I Brenda's blood sugar break. is so low. Do, well, she, all listen. she does is eat fucking... <laughs> Crispy wheatgrass, <laughs> crispy creams. How are you doing wheatgrass shots and eating donuts? What is happening to Brenda? Doesn't cancel each other out. Sorry. That's Kanye's next album. Is what is happening to Brenda? It's a concept album. We are out there on social media, friends. We are on Twitter at Whiskey Real. We're on Instagram at the Whiskey Real. You can reach out to us. Via all of these forums, yes. get get old timey. Fucking type out a letter, <laughs> send a carry scan on, it, all? scan it into your fucking printer, and then <laughs> download the PDF. Send a pigeon, S- attach it to an email, and send it to whiskey Reel or a hawk. at gmail Attach it to a hawk, of course. Catch a hawk. However, you got to get whatever hold of you us. need to do, guys. We, we just, love your feedback. We, we look. We do this. Yes, we love free content. Who doesn't? Every content creator will tell you unabashedly, 
if they can get free content, they will take it. Yes, that's great. More importantly, we want to know what you guys are thinking about. I know you guys are a little bashful. You're a little bashful. That's fine. Send us a little blurb. Say, hey, Brenda's fucking hitting the sauce. We need to stop it. <laughs> we need to stop it. And we'll help you and Brenda stop it. We will, at the Whiskey Reel, plan your intervention. <laughs> For we Brenda's, have to listen for Brenda's eating disorder. Listen on the phone. <laughs> we will do a fucking conference call and fucking do an intervention for you. We absolutely. I think we're totally qualified. We're we're nightmares. If anybody knows about bad play, we've been there. Yeah, yeah. we've seen it. We've seen it. We've seen it. We've seen, we've it. seen the undercarriage <laughs> of humanity. Okay, so speaking of things <laughs> that we've seen. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah. Great, great segue. God, I'm um, a pro. I'm a pro. A, God, and are you just reveling in your oh, own juices? I'm so good at this. Yeah, and you have a license. I, hey! Hey! Um, there's two shows I want to give big ups to. We've talked about them before, but I'm going to talk about them now because there's some exceptional things going on. Reservation Dogs has been a favorite of my household for a while. And I know a lot of you that are listening to this right now. Um, this season, uh, I was told by those in the know, was very sad. And I went, okay, I can deal with it. Because it's kind of a dramedy sort of situation about Native American culture and what it's like to be part of that community now in modern times. It's an amazingly well-acted and well-written show. Oh. There's not even anything to say negative about this. Um, this last episode made Rex and I stop for about 20 minutes and cry and have a conversation. It was as beautifully done and heavy and inspiring as um, anything I've watched in recent memory. It was beautiful. It had to deal with death, had to deal with family. Anybody who's had to deal with that at all, which we all have, will find a connection with this show. And I think now is the time to jump into the realm of this show. If you've been kind of yeah. pushing it back, don't embrace it. It'll make you a better person. I'm, I'm not even kidding. That's not hyperbole. It's that good. I think because we live in the Stranger Things era and everyone is very, very locked into that dynamic that yeah. all those kids have, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is actually mm. the best ensemble cast of young people. Oh, easily. Like, since, like, Stand By Me. Hands down. They're fucking great. And they have... Every one of them. And these... They're dealing with real shit. This is real modern life being native in... They're not on the res, quote unquote, but they're dealing with the same struggles as anybody. <laughs> they're res-adjacent. Res-adjacent. As, um, that's how I grew up. Hey, exactly. You, res-adjacent. You, you were involved in what these communities 100%, 100%. were. 100%. Um, it is beautiful. It is enlightening. It is um, it is hard to watch, but 
after it inspiring and beautiful and comforting and um and sometimes funny as fuck the funny comes in these waves it, of just when you're at your lowest yeah they start being but that's how we all are right yeah we go to a funeral we go to something that's sad and we we're sad and we're crying and then somebody eventually said farts or something right. and you just you break up you need because it because you need it and there's some is of that, that a, in this. is that an fx show I, hulu hulu hulu, hulu. Reservation Dogs on Hulu. Um, it is so Start now while good. you still have the chance. Um, this is just a brilliant show. And it's uh, our favorite person in the world, Taika Waititi, um, is the... Producing. Um, producing this. Yes. Um, he saw talent where he saw talent. Speaking of who? Speaking. Speaking of which? Of Mr. Waititi, who seems to just hit home runs wherever he goes. We have what we do in the shadows. Um, they are on their fourth season. Fourth, yeah. And um, it, the last Bobby and I have talked a lot about this show. Bobby was the first one to find the show. We all saw the movie. He was really, really overly aggressively hyped on this show in the beginning, and he kept saying, "Watch it, watch it, watch it." And I'm like, "Okay." First season went by. Didn't watch it. Came back to it on the second season and was like. Holy sweet Jesus, this might be one of the funniest television shows that have ever been created. And yes, it still is. The third season, eh, I have, I might take umbrage with the third season. Diminishing returns. Diminishing returns. This season, as we speak now, this last episode that came out, which is, I think, the fourth app on this. Oh, no, it's past four. Was it? Yeah. Where are we at? Six or something? Six or seven, okay. I think. Yeah. Regardless, this last episode, I Ugh. will I will state right now, is not only the best acted episode, like Laszlo and Nandor go through a David Mamet moment, which is <laughs> unbelievably well acted. Like I, I rewound it. And I came back and I watched it again while we were watching it. I'm like, Rex, is this cool? I'm going to rewind this. This is fucking incredible. Do you know what we're watching right now? Watched it again. I confirmed what I saw the first time. It's not only the best acted episode. It might be the best episode of the series. And for fans, hopefully some of you or all of you are fans of the show. That says a lot. There have been some episodes that are literal fallout I got to rewind because I'm gasping for air laughing. This is one of those episodes. It's that good. If you put down the show for a while, pick it back up. One last thing on that. It, it's really important that we mention friend of the podcast, <laughs> Jermaine Clement. Yeah, Jermaine. Um, I haven't talked to Jermaine in a while. And Jermaine would take umbrage with us just calling this a Taika Watiti show. Because he created these characters. I know, he cre- I, know, I, I, mean, know I know, I know, I know. And that's through You're all, right. You're through right. The, through the it's movie, unfair. through the show. Like, Jermaine is actually the creative force from a writing standpoint from a writing behind standpoint. the show. I think, yeah, that's that's totally fair. And I'm sorry, He's Jermaine. such a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant guy. He's, like, a, he's a pure comedian, in my mind. I look at Taika as being more of the humanity 
yeah, the yeah, angle yeah. of it. Yeah. Like he does shit. Like if you if you looked at like what is the pirate show that we talked about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah, flag yeah. means death. This flag means death. That yeah. that show was so heartwarming. Like you can see where their creative juices lie. Yes, and I think Jermaine is looking for like quirky laughs, and Taika has like a very kind of. Um, well, like, I think Jermaine is the he's the home. voice of it. He's okay. He's the voice of what we do in shadows. Like mm. it's that is told very much. If you go back and like, I mean, shit. I remember in two thousand five, I think when Flight of the Concords had mm-hmm. their first HBO, well, their only HBO mm-hmm. special, and I remember watching that over and over right. and over right. and over again, and just thinking like. This Jermaine guy is brilliant. The funniest motherfucker. But dude. that's like, what I'm saying. His he has funny such a is, different voice. His funny is different. It's very where he's from. New Zealand's a weird place, by the way. Sure. I've never, I've never been. But from everything I know about it, it's not like any other place in the world. They have a different comedic sensibility Definitely. to what they do. But Taika. What makes him a force to be reckoned with, same thing he did with Marvel, same thing he did in his own stuff. He lends a humanity, and in 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 every time you see his shit, you want to go, aww. Yeah. He did it with JoJo. He did it, like, he made Hitler cool. I, Think about that. I know. Wrap your head around that. Yeah. Um, this show is as good as it's ever been right now. The actors are fully invested in their characters. I cannot recommend it enough. Anyway, Bobby, last but not least, while we're talking about this, you have a movie that I heard about. You confirmed it was as good as I heard via Vulture. Talk to me about this movie. Okay, so, wow. Um, this is a Bloomhouse property, which we love we love, we love the BH. We love this studio. Uh, if you guys might remember the creator, the kind of the creative mind behind this, who also was one of the lead writers on a little show called The Office. Never heard of it. No, no one has. No, I know. I, know. I, I wish, hope they do well. I, I only wish more people knew about I The Office. I hope they do well. <laughs> Um, but B.J. Novak, he 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 played kind of a smaller role in The Office, but his he was actually one of the the head guys in the writer room for that show. He puts out this movie through Bloomhouse called Vengeance. Yeah, and my curiosity was piqued when I heard about it because it's like, oh, this is about a podcaster that is doing a true crime podcast, right? Right, and. Just to back up before you yeah. go into it, B.J. Novak it. wrote it. Yes. He directed it. Auteur. And he started it. Auteur. Okay. Because that that could be a bad move. Could in be. In a lot of ways. Right? Could but be. Go ahead. Probably save money overall. Well. <laughs> if you think about control it. Control freak. Okay. Yeah. So he plays this author or a writer i should say not an author he's a writer that works for the new yorker magazine he gets a weird message about a a a voicemail basically from someone from texas that was telling him that his girlfriend was dead 
I don't want to say a lot more about I, it. I know a little bit that. more about it, but okay. It turns out it was a girl that he had just hooked up with a little bit. A couple times. So anyways, he decides because he's looking for a story. He's trying to break into podcasting despite being a successful writer. Right. He goes to Texas and embarks on a journey, put it that way. Right. And it when you watch the trailer, I'm really happy that the trailer actually tells me almost nothing. It gives me the, a skeletal construct of what this movie actually is. <laughs> right. And what it actually is, is an examination of fucking American culture that blew my fucking brains out. And if I keep going, I'm going to give everything away and there will be so many spoilers. It is so well acted. It is so heartfelt. It has got such a great uh, story structure. Yeah, his arc is off crazy. The charts good. It's fucking amazing. It, like we read, we're big vulture people, right? Yes, vulture does their job. Like no bullshit. There's two things in life that I take as concrete truth, and that is IMDb ratings. When it's more than like 300 people, I I I I am okay with that. If you're over six points, IMDb, even if you're a, a really obscure horror movie, which is usually what I go to, I'll give you a chance over six. Um, the other thing is Vulture. Like if you give me a little bit of leash, I'm gonna run. If you're if you're a writer for those guys. I heard about this movie. I've been very, very, very wanting to see it. Bobby has an inside scoop on how to get this movie. Don't ask. And um, the thing that made this interesting, too, which is my big clue in, which is not only do does my, my daughter can recite every piece of dialogue from The Office, which is frightening. Yes. But... Also, Issa Rae is in this, who is the creator and star of Insecure, who Rex considers black royalty in the entertainment industry. So there's a lot of lead-in coming into this for me. Will I be as happy as I think I'm going to be? So Issa's role is ancillary. I, I, I know it's but ancillary. important. Right. Very and important. I know her role in it. Yes. I don't want to, we're not spoily at all. I just don't want to pretend I, I, that I, she's. She's not like some main foil no. in this or whatever. But I understand she has an integral role in this. The fact that she's on screen on a feature after being a podcast bitch for a bit. So and then good, doing, dude. by the way, if you guys haven't seen Insecure, you might not like it. It's for LA black folk. It's great. Holy grail. It's great. Um, It's better. It's phenomenal. Um, And everybody wears really expensive clothes. Yes. Uh, Which (laughs) makes me jealous. Uh, That being said, I've heard nothing but great things via Vulture and all those systems that we detect quality from. You're telling me you said this might be top three of the year. It's, after after it's ooh, all washed top three. out. That's interesting. I'd have to like sit well, down and talk about it. Well, what else is going to be better? Um, I mean, I don't know if I want to. We'll get into our rankings probably later this year. But You mentioned this being one of the best films of this year. 
so I would say probably my favorite film this year so far is Everything Always All at Once. I mean, I don't know how you get better. Like that is, I don't know how you get better. Just a fucking amazing movie. Um, I have on to, all levels. I have to throw a nod to uh, Sir Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> don't take this seriously, by the way, guys. He means nothing about what he's going to say right no, now. No, but you know what I'm saying. Like, like, I know. It, no, Maverick it is. is great. Right now, it's on my 2022 Mount Rushmore for sure. Okay. I was. Let's go. There. I will say this <sighs> and make it not spoilery at all. One of the best performances in this fucking movie that I I literally would just sit up on the couch and look around like, am I being punked? Right. Was what? Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> That's what I saw. Dude. He kills it, right? He fucking is awesome. Murder. In this movie. Utter murder. He's so fucking yeah, good. Yeah, dude, you he don't want to say it. He is so fucking say it. good in this you just movie, got punked. man. You've been punked. You've been punked, bitch. You've been punked. Well, he's... I was looking around for Dax Shepard, hey, motherfucker. I'm like, where the fuck is Dax Shepard? <laughs> By the way, your name's Dax. Yeah. Well, That's not a name. Yeah, whatever. He married... That's like a... The he name married of, Veronica Mars. He's doing that's fine. That's the name of a highlighter brand. He, he's a part of a podcast that makes money. <laughs> What's that like, Dax? Um, I'm, not friend of the, I'm not jealous at all. Friend of the podcast. By the way, I watched Up the River. It was great. Um, we're going to move on. <laughs> no, so we're going to do a little music, but... One you, musics. We're gonna do one music. One music because you let me hear this track. I shouldn't. And have. <sighs> Kylene, on her birthday, is gonna. Be oh, it's on her birthday. Well, sorry, tomorrow. Kylie. I think. Te- I think technically tomorrow is her well, birthday. Well, I don't have any Billy Ray Cyrus for you. She doesn't love the hip hops. The hip. The hips and the hops. The hippities. The hoppities. Or the hi- Does she? Okay. Let's break this down. No, Does Kylene, she love the hip? Let's just say it. Kylene doesn't like black people. She's no, that's not that's <laughs> that's not that is not true. That is not true. That is not true. She's actually she, one of the sweetest. Does she hate the kindest. hip or the hop? I I don't know. Is it both equally? Yeah. Or she may like she may like the hip but not the hop. Here's the honest truth. Okay. Kylene loves hate, us. She hates black people. Shit. No. <laughs> you said it. I said it, but I took it back. No. <laughs> Kylene loves this podcast. She is. She one. is this podcast. She's. For Christ's sake. She's one of our loyal, loyal, loyal. And we listeners. love her to death. And we love her. Jo- we're just joshing. Of course we are. And she's one of my lovely, lovely friends. But I think she's we great. will say out loud and outright, and we'll s- say it loud. We hate country and we're proud. Yeah. Um, I don't know that she listens to country. I don't actually know what she does listen to. I don't think it's 40? I don't like, think it's country. Like BTS? I know. We've never like, sat down long enough to have that conversation. Timberlake? But hip hop, not really her thing. That's fine. There is okay. There she t- probably doesn't have a lot of jid on her playlist. She doesn't have any, but she should have this. And there's a reason why. Tell me about it. I just talked to Bobby about this. Um, this is the one song we have this week. Um, Jid, who, you, if you know anything about 
this podcast. We we likes us some hip hops, some hippities, and some hoppities. Um, and um, that's goddamn no lie. This kid, I called this kid um, the Southern fucking Kendrick two years ago. Two years ago. I called him that. Boy, he is not disappointing, and I feel a little bit of gratification, but more happy for this young man. This is a song that literally took this kid two years to do because this goes from his youth into his adulthood. It's seven minutes. It's a long song. But what I will say is we're going to start it at a point, and I want you to hear the production, and it just gets... It just gets more involved and crazier from here. It's a young man telling his story from being a football star as a young man into growing in adulthood, into getting into the field that he is. It's, it's, a, it's an autobiography, man. It's an autobiography. And, and as a young man, it feels silly to write an autobiography at like 24. But he, this young man has a story to tell. Yes, such a story to tell. Such an interesting life. He's done some stuff. He's, man, he's from, he's from fucking GA, man. This is a hot Atlanta kid. Um, brilliant lyricist. Um, I don't know who did the production on this, but sweet Lord, man. These beat changes and what they're doing is stellar. Like, I'm trying to still wrap my head around this. This this makes me feel when I listen to like great art the first time, I know it's good, and then I have to go back and go, why is why am I feeling this way? Let me dissect this. And I've been dissecting this all day, man. Um, this kid is everything I said he was. This is this is the East, this is the South version of Kendrick. Yeah. This is Kendrick's God in Compton. This kid should be God in the South, man. Like, there, there's nobody doing hip-hop better than this kid well, from this area. let's play as much of it as Outside we can. of Killer Mike. Sorry, Killer as Mike. As we can. Sorry, oh. Killer Mike. Oh, Mikey. He knows. Yeah, but he you have LP. He knows what's Shut up. up. I bet Killer loves Jay. You know they're doing the Live at the Garden yeah. concert series for a week. Run the Jewels Live at the Garden? Live at the Garden for a week <laughs> straight. <laughs> Dining out, fucking bitches, supposed to be in class, but I was hiding out. My friends take a little shot, smoke a lot of cannabis. Coolest nigga on the campus. Nine niggas skipping practices and acting like a rock star. Going from in the dorm to in the car, leaving the football field. But fuck that, we still sorry in the problem from the home front. On my home screen, calling me, I don't wanna answer. My brother Carl hit me, said my granny had cancer. I'm supposed to graduate and make my way back to Atlanta, no job. No money or nothing from balling because between that and school, that was really all. And maybe here's the back that broke the camel with the straw. Okay, man. I Okay. <laughs> You're like, okay, man. No, that is like really, really fucking good, man. Like that is a vulnerable, um, exposed nerve of a song. Yeah. To, to be able to fucking unleash that Oof. and just say, this is who I am. I, like, like, let's be honest. Hip hop was grounded in braggadocious. Braggadocio, man. You know, braggadocio? Is that yeah. the word? Well, like, braggadocious talk. Bragga- yeah. It's about doing dozens. Bravado. It's about signifying. It's about being the, the bravado of it's like. It's about being the best on the block. I'm and, badder than you. 
Exactly. You know what I mean? And now we're that getting kind of this new phase of hip hop where it's okay to be human yeah. and go through shit. Yeah. And this guy took two years to put this on wax. And by virtue of the production and the lyricism, Woo. man, look, you can say what you want about this art form. Kylie. <laughs> This is as integral and important an art form as anything on this planet. This guy is just spitting his life. Yeah. It's beautiful. And the the production, again, I don't even know who's doing the production. It didn't matter. When I heard this for the first time, Bobby's looking it up right now. When I heard this for the first time, it didn't matter. It was so congruent. It was so tied to what was happening. That's that's what I'm talking about. This right. is, it's we we talk about guys that are different, and I know we talk about the same guys sometimes. We love our Run the Jewels. We love our Aesop Rock. We love our Jit. We love you know. We love Tool. We love <laughs> like there yeah. are people that we just will bow down to artistically sure we know 100 man this is different man he's doing something different and i hope he gets recognized for it because he deserves it it's interesting because finding production information is kind of tough on this yeah man um what we really know is that his father his dad literally lays down a fucking verse lays down a fat fucking 16 bars dude yeah. like he gets down and dude, J. Cole, who is come on. He's Dreamville. Like he's, okay, so Jid is Dreamville. Well, it's not just J. Cole, it's uh Ibrahim yeah. is fucking on it as well. I, I'm saying like Jid is part of Dreamville. So Dreamville has Dreamville a big role. Is J. Cole's um shit. Yeah. Um that's his concept as an organization and as a crew. Um, that's what Dreamville is. Wow. So if you're a fan of J. Cole, you'll love Jid. If you're a fan of Jid, you'll love J. Cole. <laughs> it's kind of all one and the same. This song was different. It took him years to put out. It's a monologue on life. And he features his dad and different people. It's it's a big deal. This it's is a big a, deal. A fucking... It's very emotional. Yes. And maybe that ties into the emotion of like reservation dogs and what we do. It's very emotional. We're having an emotional podcast. I'm sorry. It's emotional. Well, shit. Speaking of emotion. Hey. It's probably time for us to clutch our pearls. Should I do it? No, don't do it. I do it. So stupid. God damn, I can't I can't get you to shut the fuck up during the songs. Ever. I can't <laughs> ever. I get excited. So I'll go first because I'm like a child. Dude, mine is so easy. Mm. I have done my bid. I did my nickel. Yeah, brother! <laughs> you did your nick? I did my nickel. <laughs> Oh my you god! Suffered, dude. my no, dude. No, this has been three plus years of just fucking bureaucratic, expensive dog shit. Dude, I did the numbers. Yo, don't, don't, don't fuck even. up. Don't Guys, fuck up. Take Uber cars. Do you have an extra fifteen grand just burning nope, a hole in your pocket? But I guarantee you have fifteen bucks. 
to get from here to there. Yeah. Take the Uber cars. Take the Uber for yeah. fucking fourteen thirty eight plus whatever. Tip. It could be a hundred. It's worth it. Take it. It's worth it. Cause yeah. I did the it was it's right around fifteen grand that I spent oh, yeah. just on getting myself right. Yep. And that doesn't count hospital bills. That or doesn't anything count else. all that other shit, which probably adds up to about sixty-five grand. Which everybody has laying around. By the way, if you want to experience this, <laughs> go back to the very first episode available on the Whiskey Real Podcast. No, literally do it. Called What Happened to Bobbeth. What Happened to Bobbeth. It's fun. Yeah, it is a... Um, it's a fun little jaunty It's an episode. exercise into <laughs> what happens yeah, when you have you shitty to, friends. But you get to see your literal trajectory of life. Yeah, and it it's was... interesting. It was that day that my life changed very, very dramatically. Yeah, forever. And my psyche changed dramatically. Yeah. And I've gone through the ups and downs since, like, most of it was just self fucking flagellation and yeah you beat yourself up you beat yourself lot. up because you fucked yeah, up man. once yeah man. you know what i mean you fucked up once fucking a right and now you never deserve to be happy again and it's really cool to find yourself in a spot where something as stupid as just getting your driver's license back as a grown man you you said damn near cried. 50 Oh, no, I was in the DMV, like, welling up with tears while I was taking the picture. Think about that. You know what I mean? That's weird. Now, it also speaks to the fact that this is so draconian, what we That's put people through. That's the other part of it. You know what I mean? Just saying. Dude, like, it's garbage. punishment is one thing. Dude, it's money. Torture is It's a money-grab dog. Dude. You told me you literally got everything done, and then they told you, no, we need an extra 50 bucks. Oh, yeah. They, that'll be the punctuation on this story. Okay. Is like, I walked in today because I went online after my final driving test, which I passed. Hey. Turned right on a red, too, hey, motherfucker. Hey, bitch. But it was the right intersection. But I, uh, <laughs> I went in, you know, 15 grand lighter. And having just paid $100 for driving tests and all this fucking bullshit. Right. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah. You couldn't do this online because you still owe me 50 bucks. Cherry on top, <laughs> brother. Like, and it's not a big deal. It's more of the notion. I got 50 bucks. I know you have 50 bucks. I'm it's, just saying. You're right. It's the. It's, it's the thought. Notion it's is a notion. really good word. It's like, yeah. what the fuck are we doing no, we're doing the admin ghost transfer shipping they'll just cover it in bullshit they'll say some words at you word yeah. salad and then you owe 50 bucks I and mean, then you I, go i went yeah. online because they're like oh you owe a reinstatement fee of 95 dollars." so i'm like take my take my money please take my money and then, yeah, I get there today, and she's just like, oh, yeah, yeah. you're 50 light, bro. <laughs> Yo, not 50 large. <laughs> no, just 50, 50 light. You're 50 light. Man, suck my dick, bitch. Yeah. Um, what you got? I, got? I got one thing. 
just happened to me today. A friend of mine went through a bad breakup a little while ago. Um, he called me yesterday. I was super busy. I didn't pick up the call. Fine. Your friends call you. You don't answer necessarily. By the way, if you call me out of the blue, you're an insane person. You text me first and say, I'm going to call you. Is that cool? And that way I'm prepared. Because if you call me out of the blue, I'm going to put you to spam at that point. Okay. That being said, I had a really, really good friend of mine call me today. I picked up the phone. I had a 30-minute conversation with him involving his relationship with his ex-girl. It was really traumatic. Made him feel bad. I was glad I was glad I was there to speak with him about it. He said as much. He was like, "Thank you, my brother. I appreciate you so much." And it reminded me to I'm horrible at this. I'm so bad at reaching out to people. I'm horrible. My family, people I consider best friends, I don't call anybody. I'm a horrible person when it comes to that. But it reminded me if somebody I know that shouldn't be calling calls me, pick up the phone. This this guy needed me right then and told me as much. And we talked for a good 30 minutes. We talked about his situation. And at the end of it, I hung up and I was like, that would have been a call I would have just not picked up because I'm such a selfish cunt that I think nobody's fucking problems are more important than mine. So fuck you for calling me. I expect notification on your call. Like I'm some sort of royal fucking, you know what I mean? It made me feel like an asshole for not being more available to the people that care about me. It doesn't even matter what I care about them. They care about me. And... And they, um, they need you. They need me. And he needed me. It fucked me up. Put me in my place. Answer the phone. When somebody calls, answer the phone. Don't put it to voicemail. Don't text them back. Answer the phone if you give a shit. Can I apply a very brief postscript Fuck to that? Fucking right, you can. I know you've so, been there. Sunday morning. Yeah. I know who... We know who we're talking about. Right. I get a text message at 9 a.m. Sunday morning. Nine. By the way, Sunday. The Lord's Day. The Lord's Day. This text literally says, hey, sweet boy. Oh. Just thinking about you. Was wondering God, if, I, if you want to do brunch today. Oh, my God. My response was, thanks for the invite. I'm kind of stuck at the house doing laundry and taking care, which was true. I That's mean, fine. I was doing that shit, but dude, I could you knew I could have dropped that. You shit. knew he was reaching out. I could have dropped that shit. You in a knew heartbeat. he was reaching out. I guess I realize it right now in okay. this moment, and that's okay. why I'm bringing it up. All right, that's why I'm bringing it up, and you hit me with something right then because yeah. I realized I probably should have fucking yeah got off my fucking high horse. Got on my bike. He's been struggling. Because I can't drive. <laughs> at of, that time. As of Sunday. Yeah, but, but you no, guys. I, 
Yeah. yeah. And he just said, no worries, I'll try you again next Sunday. You know what I mean? Fuck. <sighs> be good to your friends. Yeah. And let them be good to you. Yeah. By the way. 100%. Let them love you. Yeah. We love our friends. Let them love you. Don't take it all on yourself. Answer your friends' calls. Be a fucking mensch. All right? Yeah. Yeah, fuck you, Sean Moe.